know about you, but it's Radio Free Tote Bag episode 22. <laughs> and I'm Donovan. And I'm Arthur. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very cute, Donovan. I nailed that. Arthur asked right before we started if I uh, if I was ready to bring the heat on this intro, and I think I certainly did. I'm I'm burnt. I'm burnt up. It's getting toasty in here. Yeah. How you doing, motherfucker? Oh man, I am flying so high because my dude, who I watch every week, uh, dominate on the winter stays on sessions uh, at the Capcom UK headquarters. Problem X is your 2018 Evo Street Fighter Five champion. Fuck. Yes, it's like um, it's like being a big, um, not even Roger Federer, because he's not even like the biggest name, you know what I mean? Like being into like a really obscure tennis player, and then they win the French Open, and you're just like, oh! <laughs> Except my dude plays that? video games. How, how long have you been following this guy? I don't really have a handle on uh, esports and like competitive gaming and all that. It's been... Yeah, it's been about six months um, <laughs> since I started watching WSO Sessions, and just instantly I was into this guy because uh, his character selection ethos, like, um, there's a concept called player expression in character choices, because there's obviously, there are people who are going to play the strongest character because they're the strongest character and they have a better chance of winning with the strongest character. He chooses, in every fighting game he plays, boss characters, like the character that's the final boss of the game, that's who he wants to play. Gotcha. So uh, he plays uh, M. Bison, and uh, I'm an M. Bison main myself, so I was very happy to see that. It was awesome. Well, hell yeah. I think most of those terms went over my head a little bit. <laughs> and the head of most of our listeners, but I just wanted to, I got a little platform here. I wanted to give a shout out to my boy, uh, Problem. Well, hell yeah. Well, for the couple of our listeners who do understand, I'm sure. They are thrilled that we have now become a, uh, what is it, a fighting game? Yeah, it's a fighting game. Button Masher uh, podcast. <laughs> and uh, as you can tell, uh, I am an expert. Yeah. Who do you main in uh, in Tekken? Fuck, dude. The only Tekken character I remember is Hihachi because of his name and his uh, cool fucking hair and mustache. And dope sandals. I think he had a mustache. Oh, yeah, and he did have the sandals with, like, the little blocks on the bottom. Yeah. I always felt like if you got kicked by one of those things. suck. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That would not be ideal. That would suck shit getting kicked by Hahachi Mishima. Absolutely so. <laughs> well, on my end, I have uh, a little bit of improvement this week as Pickle seems to be tiring of climbing into the couch. Nice. So uh, all of you listeners can rest easy uh, for now. And in fact, today she actually climbed up on the bed and snuggled with me, which hasn't happened in like a long time. She's been extra sweet, so. You'd love to see it. So that's some good news. Also, pro tip, if you're having the issue that I had, where your cat is fucking waking you up at five in the morning and like going crazy at night, Mm -hmm. two tips that have worked for me. One, I got her a little feather toy that all cats seem to love. Oh, yeah. And you just have them go crazy with that for like 10 or 15 minutes right before you go to bed. And then feed them a little bit after that. Feed them late. Then, that'll slow them down on the going crazy part at night. But then, if you're having the issue where they're meowing in your face at five in the damn morning, trying to get their food, you got to get you a little automatic timed feeder, mm. which just has like a couple slots. You put a scoop of food in and then set the time for like however many hours ahead. And then that sucker automatically pops up and she, you know, eats at 4.30 or 5 a.m. or whatever damn time it is. And, uh, you know, doesn't have to try to stuff her paw in my mouth to wake me up. So... That's nice. Yeah, I love things it. are things are improving here. 
We're a fighting game and cat husbandry podcast. There we go. And rock climbing. <laughs> <sighs> and uh and mental health, of course. Yes. Uh I don't know if we said it because I think we forget to say it about half the time, but this is Radio Free Talk Bag, a show about relationships where we take your questions from our anonymous question box or uh, from some of the Reddit relationship boards, uh, and we answer them. And, yep. uh, all right, there, if you're ready, let's go ahead and do some of that. I'm fucking so ready. Boom! Well, good news, or maybe bad news for you. Uh, Boyfriend24M doesn't want to let me, 23F, watch him masturbate. Because he masturbates in a weird way. Oh, boy. I still want to watch him, though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> Together three months and have had sex for three weeks. He likes watching me masturbate. Sometimes he starts fingering me and tells me to finger my clitoris and then slowly sits back and watches me. I like, <laughs> I like it that a lot. Move. I like that move a lot. A you, just, you just go ahead and... <laughs> That's dope. All right, all right. <clears throat> I like it a lot. And would love seeing him do the same. But he says he's embarrassed of the way he masturbates, question mark, exclamation point. He was embarrassed, but explained he sort of makes a fist and presses his penis against his stomach and rubs up and down. So he doesn't really grab it, but grinds his hand. He says he can't come while fully grabbing his penis. It just doesn't work for him that way. I admit I had never known of anyone masturbating this way, but I actually am intrigued and want to see him please himself, but he is embarrassed. Is there any way to get him to masturbate in front of me? I want to, and I really don't care at all how he does it. And it was posted by Repulsive Rise. Okay. Well, now I want to watch, too. Because, <laughs> like, you know, ordinary dude jerking off, you can see that anywhere, but, like... Let's see. I'm trying to figure out the logistics. Clench fist and you fucking grind it into your tum. I'm going to give that a shot later. I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> it sounds really unpleasant. Yeah, it's not, like oh, ra- rubbing your fucking closed fist on the bottom of your dick while it's squished against your belly is what that sounds like. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm going to fucking give it a shot. I'll see what happens. Like to be f- To be fair, I've heard lots of weird variations on that. Like, especially... You know, from friends of mine have been like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, like, I did, you know, this. Because, you know, didn't, yeah. nobody ever teaches you how to jerk off, I don't think. It's unless true. You, uh, unless you were you abused. Know. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> or just have a fucking coarse-mouthed older brother or something. But, uh, no, nah, I've heard of people, like, both men and women fucking rubbing up on, like, pillows or stuffed animals and not oh, using yeah. their hands. I haven't got one friend... Uh, who, if he's listening, shouts out, who says that he, and I think still does it, like, takes all his fingers and puts them, like, pointing down around the top of his penis, uh-huh. and then just kind of, like, spins them. I don't, I don't really, still don't really understand. Spins what. his finger? Okay. I'm trying to... So, you like, your penis is pointing upwards. All right? They tend to. And your hand, you, outstre- you outstretch all your fingers and your thumb, pointing down. Okay. Right? So they're all kind of pointing down like a shower head or something. Got it. And then he just puts it on the tip, uh-huh. and I don't know if he like moves it up and down to his fingertips or if he just kind of rotates it. But he says he says he, that's still how he does it, and he swears by it. Okay, so this isn't unheard of, but I haven't specifically heard of this. one. I've got a lot to try later. <laughs> um, are you familiar with crush videos? Oh God, yeah, unfortunately. Okay, 
I watched a man reach climax. Oh. By when do you when do you tell the viewers what a crush what a crush uh, video is? Well, I was about to, but yeah. Oh. Well, I stopped on. No, that. get it. No, get it, baby. Edit. Edit. <laughs> so, are you familiar with crush videos? Unfortunately, yes. Do you want to? <laughs> oh, now I want to. Yeah, I was setting you up, man. I'm leaving all this in. Fuck it. I watched a man reach climax. He was under like a board, and there was kind of a glory hole cut into the board, and his erect penis was stomped on by a woman in tennis shoes. Oh god! Until he reached climax. Jesus Christ! I'm like, wow. Apparently, anything can get a dude off. Is the board supported on the ground by like some sort of legs or something, or is his whole body getting squished under this damn board too? I feel like it's sort of like a low table gotcha. that you like lay over yourself, and it has a glory hole cut into it, and then it's then you are stomped on. That's wonderful. Imagine being that carpenter who uh, who gets that job. <laughs> I need a really just a low table, like maybe about a foot high, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're gonna need a a, a cup holder. Uh, right, right in the middle. <laughs> if you can make this for me, cup holder. Jesus remi- Christ, cup holder reminds me of something that uh, me and my family joke about. Um, my my father, we were on a boat, and he asked, "Where's the captain's cup holder?" Because he was driving the boat, and then that became Captain Cuckolder. <laughs> wherein uh, I would repeatedly yell the line, "Yar, I be having your wife on the companion way." This is a joke with your I'm, parents. Yeah, I'm Captain Cuckolder. I'll be having your wife. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, I got cool parents. Fuck, it's, it sounds like it if you can make some goddamn running cuckold jokes with them. Yeah, they're good people. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, well, tangent. Yeah. I guess we didn't actually give an answer to this except for exploring strange masturbation techniques I, and I, uh, I, crushing fetish. I guess the point there is uh, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. No, um, not at all. And I think perhaps, um, I don't know, maybe have him make you a video? Maybe that would be easier for him? Uh, yeah, or kind of an intermediate step there. Yeah. Maybe that's something. Or um, maybe you just, like, <laughs> wait till you know he's jerking off and then just fucking, like, <laughs> just, like, knock the door open and, like, <laughs> and go, continue, and just, like, lock eyes with him. <laughs> cool fist jerk, you friggin' Weirdo. I love his no, picture. I, th- I think the, uh, I think the video is a potentially good intermediate step. Yeah. And I also wouldn't like push him too hard on this, but I'd just be like, Hey, I'd be into this. I, it's, you know, you do this however you want. I, I, I'm not judgmental about this at all. I'd just be really hot if you, if you jerked it for me. Yeah. And, or uh, crushed it, mashed it. There we go. Yeah, and then maybe work up just for his birthday, get him one of those uh, penis crusher tables. Yeah. I bet he'd be way into that if this is how he goes. That's true. There we go. I don't know if he's into feet or not, but... God, now I'm just remembering the sound that it made of his fucking dick slapping against the table. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, well, if he's not into feet, then maybe she can get on top of the table and just punch his dick (laughs) into (laughs) orgasm. I fucking love it. She gets the added benefit of a workout. All right, we uh, nailed that question. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, uh, I, 29F, 
Think I'm just recreating my old abusive relationship over and over. TLDR, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship as a teen. Now I keep getting myself in the same emotional pattern with people who aren't emotionally available. Using a throwaway. When I was a teenager, I had a relationship with an older man who was in a position of power over me that was emotionally abusive. I've been in therapy on and off since then, and I've had a hard time being emotionally vulnerable and physically intimate with people. The pattern with this guy was that we'd have very passionate, though demeaning, sex, usually with drugs involved. He'd tell me how amazing and sexy he thought I was, and then suddenly he'd be dating someone else. He'd use his affection as a tool to keep me sexually available and emotionally pliant. Every time I'd want to talk about what we were doing, and if he'd commit, he'd become cold and withdrawn. He really got off on hurting me physically during sex and making me feel shame when I was having sex with him. If I had a problem with things, they were my fault. It took me a long time to realize that it wasn't anything that I did and that there was nothing wrong with me, but I did eventually get it that he was abusing me. My problem is that when I look back on my relationship since then, I'm starting to recognize this pattern occurring over and over. I meet someone emotionally unavailable, we end up hooking up, I'm too scared to tell him how I feel, and then he leaves the picture. It's not abusive like it was with this man, with the man that I was seeing when I was a teenager, but it keeps happening over and over. I've had a few long-term relationships since then, and many of them started with a protracted courtship period, where I was terrified of them abandoning me and also unable to talk to them about how I feel. It really hit me recently when someone I was seeing casually broke things off because he's not over his ex. When I met him, I knew that he was recently out of relationship. I ended up having feelings for him anyway. I felt anxious every day, wondering whether or not he liked me, and I never talked to him about it. I know breaking things off is the right choice, even though I'm hurt right now. I'm prepared to move on. I just don't want this to keep happening. I keep regressing to how I felt with my abuser, how I felt when my abuser would abruptly leave me, thinking stuff like, what if he changes his mind? What can I do sexually to make him stay? What is wrong with me that he won't be with me? It was a pretty casual thing we had going on, though I really enjoyed his company and he really enjoyed mine, and I just feel like my emotional response has been really intense and not situationally appropriate. I'll be seeing my new therapist on Wednesday. I've only seen her a couple times, and I guess I'm just wondering how to talk her, talk to her about breaking this pattern. It's hard for me to talk about this stuff in general, which is why I'm asking the internet anonymously. Thanks, and that was posted by Signal Understanding. Oh, man. That's rough, man. I I fucking feel for this person. Yeah. Because this is, you know, ultimately you're abused and, you know, you you have trauma as a result of that. And uh, Dr. Drew used to always say on on Loveline, because you'd get a lot of calls like this, because I think this is a, a pretty common situation, that particularly when you're younger, if you're in a bad relationship or situation like that where you were traumatized, it kind of messes up your like development of you know understanding a healthy relationship True. and uh, interacting with people in a relationship. And, you know, fucking, it's like some sort of terrible curse that almost drives you towards seeking out those same sorts of relationships. And I couldn't tell you the exact reasons for that. Otherwise, you know, other than maybe that's what you'd know or you, you know, haven't developed the recognition that that's wrong. Uh, and I think a lot of people's fetishes actually can come from similar situations like that. Mm-hmm. But the, the point I'm trying to make, though, is uh, it's something that you need to deal with with therapy, like really any, you know, any trauma or, or mental disorder. 
And it says she is, you know, already going to somebody, uh, but is hesitant to talk about it, which is, you know, that's valid. It's fucking hard to talk about crappy, awful things like this that happened to you. Um, but in order to deal with that in therapy, you know, obviously you need to face that fear and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, on top of that, you only been to the therapist a couple times. You can't just go to one and establish that trust immediately. I, I know that feeling firsthand. But I would keep at it with the therapist. And if a few sessions in, they seem like the right person, then, you know, just work up that courage to be able to, you know, broach this topic with them. Uh, because once you do that, you know, you're, you're on the right path and, and you're doing something about it. But I, I understand that that's really difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, I second everything you said there. Um, definitely on the right path with therapy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really scary. It's a really frightening thing that you can continue to go back to situations that you know are painful, if only because they're familiar, I think is part of it. Like, exactly. Um, your your development led you to think this is this is normal or to be attracted to the qualities to these qualities this kind of unavailability you know maybe makes you hungry for breaking through that or um damn like damn no i agree with agree with all of that certainly and and also in these situations, it can be hard to find like what a normal relationship is because maybe there's some element of you know excitement or intense feelings associated with this. I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah. Uh, where someone being withholding or abusive, you know, that makes you feel very intensely. Whereas if you had a healthy relationship, it may seem too boring. Seems like kind of a trite term for it, but you know what I mean. It would feel off. Your your emotions wouldn't be as intense. Um, but again, you know, the route to kind of rewire yourself to avoid these situations be able to be in a healthy relationship is uh going to therapy absolutely um reddit relationships uh guru therapist of pentacles who was previously featured in a comment on the show uh says you weren't in an abusive relationship as a teen you were a teenager being groomed for sex with an adult predator i'm sure he was able to recognize what he was doing was at least borderline illegal and very wrong So, of course, he couldn't commit to a relationship with a teenager. The only thing I can really suggest is finding a new female therapist you feel compatible with who who you develop a rapport with and go regularly to sessions so you can help sort out what you've been through and work on verbalizing your feelings and seeking out healthy relationships. Um, I don't know what it's like with your current therapist. Uh, You don't go into that too much in the in the question, but... um, it it is about establishing a rapport, and I I wouldn't be afraid of of finding a new therapist. Sometimes you got to go through a few of them before you find the right one. No, definitely, you, you got to shop it around. You know, it's like you wouldn't just date the first person you came across. There is, you know, elements of finding a compatible therapist, but that's frustrating too because when you're looking for a therapist, typically you're having a rough time. You just want relief, you yeah. know, as soon as possible. And it can drive you fucking crazy to have to hunt through ones, but you know, ultimately that's that's what you gotta do. My recommendation for that, having been through something similar, is if you have friends who you've talked to uh this about or know who have been through similar situations, you might be able to look for a recommendation from one of them. Because I think that can, you know, potentially save you some time with 
just literally having to hunt around, date around with uh, with therapists. Yeah. One one more thing. She, uh, you know, I'm sure this is kind of an outcome of this, but she phrases some of the questions she was asking as, what is wrong with you? Or what is wrong with me? And uh, I also think it's important to, you know, recognize, even though this might be something that needs to be worked through in therapy to even get to this point, but this isn't on you or anything that's wrong with you. You know, Correct. this is something fucking awful that was was done to you and you're not responsible for that absolutely and, yeah fuck man this fuck. is it's so it's so frustrating to to read things like that like this because they're so like horribly common yeah you know what i mean and it's it, it's yeah there's nothing wrong with you cuz it starts with um abuse starts with an abuser it doesn't start with a victim. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's on them to not abuse, not on someone to not be abused. Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck out there, signal understanding. Yeah. We and, wish you uh, We wish you all the best. Yeah. I hope you get the lucky break that this therapist uh, happens to be a good one because that always, that always saves some, some trouble. Yeah. All right. You ready for this next one? I'm so ready. You don't sound so ready, Arthur. I, I said, are you ready for this I'm next one? Ready! Woo! <laughs> my boss, 24M, is dating my ex, 19F, and now I, 19M, feel so uncomfortable and insecure at work. Damn. My ex and I broke up around four months ago after dating for a little over a year. She was the one who broke up with me, but at the time, I agreed that it was for the best, so we ended things on good terms. We're pretty chill now, and we have mutual friends, so we often all hang out together. So things between us are chill and friendly. I work at a research lab at my university, and I just recently landed the position after a pretty damn long and competitive application and interviewing process. I met my boss, who's a grad student, and we became buddies pretty fast. He's a really nice and funny dude that knows what he's doing. I see him every day since me and two other undergrads work under him and help with his research while he helps us with our own. Fast forward about two weeks ago. And fast forward about two weeks and I see on my ex's Snapchat story a fucking picture of my boss with a heart emoji. I'm shocked as fuck, so I reply to her story asking her who her new boy is. And sure enough, she tells me that she's dating my boss. I feign happiness for her, and I don't tell her that he's my boss or that I know him in any way. But damn, I felt like somebody just stabbed me in the heart. Uh, Although I didn't have, I thought I didn't have feelings for after our breakup, for her after our breakup. But after seeing her story, I was just hit with a pang of jealousy. Maybe it's because he's a major step up from me. I'm a poor, disorganized undergrad, and he's a successful young talent who has his shit together. The next day at work, I'm basically on edge the whole day. I would look at my boss, remember that he's dating my ex, and just feel so uncomfortable. The rest of the week was like that, too. I stopped joking around with him and kind of just stopped talking in general to him. Mm. Now I dread seeing him every day because of the fact that he's my boss, so he orders me around just makes me feel shittier and more below him. He's got the girl, and I've got no one. I still love my job, though, and I worked so hard to get it, so I'm not planning on leaving. 
I also feel like a shitty person since my boss has been nothing less than nice and is honestly a great guy. Now I just feel like I should have tried harder in a relationship because, damn, she was pretty much perfect in every way, and I just let it all slip through. The other day, she came over to have lunch with him during his lunch break, and I saw them laughing together, and yeah, another wave of sadness and jealousy. What do I even do now? How do I stop feeling like this? How should I normalize the situation at work? TLDR, my ex started dating my boss at my new job that I worked my ass off to get. Thought I was long over her, but when I saw them together, I was hit with so much pain and jealousy. I'm not coping well at work, but I'm not going to leave my job. Any suggestions on what I should do at this point? And I was posted by ThrowawayA22. Okay. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. That's, Preach! That's no, that's no new advice, uh, but it is good advice. Uh, you got to start dating again. You got to find somebody else. Because um, as soon as you got uh, another wave of oxytocin hit you, you'll forget all about her. I swear to God. And you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to high five your boss and be like, "What up, Eskimo brother?" <laughs> there we go. And yeah. that's something to look forward to. Yeah, a little like a little extra rapport with your boss, and also uh, all this pain and jealousy and him, you know, and feeling below this guy. Remember, you hit it first. <laughs> this is the sexist corner of the podcast i'm definitely i'm broing up at the moment but uh welcome I, to the sexist corner yeah this is secret sexist confessional hour um go. yeah i you know go out date get somebody else in your life and you'll you know uh having a having a pretty girl on your arm can make you feel 10 feet tall says um uh, the ghost of duke ellington and the animated series big mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say say the same uh, also because she was pretty perfect. He mentions, and he also is kind of down talking himself quite a lot in this. Yeah, uh, and I think you know that's because you get out of a long relationship that's you know that's been going well, especially right out of there. It's pretty normal to be like, oh God, no one will ever be you yep. know as good as my ex, and uh, yeah, everything's gonna suck, but. You know, obviously that's not true. And, uh, you know, dating around and meeting other people will pretty quickly prove that to you. Uh, unless this girl just happened to be the magical reincarnation of Jesus, uh, now in feminine version. Yeah. And, uh, on top of that, you know, you got to work some self-improvement here. Because, again, all through this post, this guy is just down-talking himself and, you know, saying how this other guy is above him. But, uh, you know, that's, that's just not how things work. For one, you know, you can't you can't fucking rank yourself against somebody else you work with. That's true. And, uh, you know, two, if you're feeling these things, you want to feel better about yourself, fucking, you know, start doing some things to improve yourself. You know? Like rock climbing. Like I, was, I was about to make that joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, go, go, you know, go into the gym. I don't know, getting out a little bit more. Start yeah. a new fucking hobby. Do, do something. Work on yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, on top of this, you got this fucking job. And as somebody who was in a research field in college, it's a fucking bitch to get a job in a lab. So good on you for doing that, too. Yeah. You got nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Jesus Christie. Is that too far to go back for that one? You think Jesus Christie? No, that was, that was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Oh boy. Just um, edit, edit a little part after I say feminine incarnation of Christ and just be like, edit, keep this in mind because we're going to give you, we're going to give you a pretty good joke <laughs> in about five sentences. <laughs> Here comes the wind up. Yeah. All right. Are you, are you ready for this? It's Jesus Christie. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Oh man. Okay. So Yeah. We got it. You nailed it, man. You're you're not doing so bad. Uh, just um, you know, I don't know. Get high before you go into work. It'll numb your, <laughs> it'll fucking numb there your you emotions. Go, yeah, yeah. Just start a fucking zany habit. Get yeah. over that anxiety the quick and fast and easy way. They'll do it. The quick and real easy, talk. The fast and easy way. <laughs> to see what's scamming from New York to L.A. Uh. Other real talk, though, this is just an unfortunate random fucking chance that this guy is in the office with you. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's normal to have these frustrated feelings over a new ex, but this is just shitty random chance. And while it's going to be harder because you got to see this dude every day, uh, just don't go down those thought wormholes of like, oh, like, now they're having sex and he's my boss. Just stop stop fucking engaging with those thoughts. You are doing yourself a disservice. It's extra shitty you're in this random situation. Yeah. But... Just, you know, don't engage with that garbage. It's fucked up. I kind of wish you just had, like, a shitty retail job so you could just dump it and go somewhere else, but... Exactly, man. Crap. You gotta hang in there. Yeah. All around. All around crappy dice roll here. You'll get you'll get there. You'll totally get there. I know, like, it feels really fresh at this point. Um, So it's, what, it's been about a week? I don't know. Give it a month. You'll feel better. You will feel better. Time we believe all in wounds. you. We believe in you. Throw away a. Throw away a. All right, hey, quick edit point. Chelsea's here. I'm gonna run downstairs and let her. Cool. In. Okay. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back, and we're gonna hit you oh, with this one. I 29F lose interest in sex after orgasm. So I have quite a high sex drive, and I often really crave, crave sex, and I love having it. I mean, who don't? That's a little editor's note. <laughs> but when I have sex, I have to be self-controlled about not coming too soon, because after I've had an orgasm, I don't really want to be touched, and I kind of lose interest in sexual stuff. If my BF does make me come first, I'll happily give him a BJ or hand job to finish him off, and I still enjoy making him feel good, but I don't feel sex- it doesn't feel sexual for me at that point. Before I orgasm, the act of giving a blowjob feels intensely sexual and arousing. So I prefer my BF to finish first, inside me, or in my mouth, or on my boobs, (laughs) then to make me come afterward. I find if sex goes on for ages after I come, I just get really bored. Does anyone else lose interest like this? From Frustrated Farm Girl. Farm Girl, eh? Who who make do. Country girls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, I, I love that stupid joke. Sounds like uh, sounds like country girls are being made do too fast. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. uh, they just kind of lose their motivation to make yeah. do. Can I just say, shoe on the other fucking foot for one time? No, nah, absolutely. This is definitely more uh, more of a thing for guys in my yeah. experience. So, like, let me hit you with this. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not long losing interest in sex after orgasm. You have an O, and you're like, I did it. That's it. That's what, that's what I came for. 
Exactly. You're, you're burned out of the energy at that point. Yeah. But the fact that you're continuing on to uh, take care of your partner, good on you. Yeah. That's so, what that's what everyone else doing. Yeah. Don't even don't even feel bad. Yeah. Um. This is very common for guys and isn't more uh, rare for women either. Says Pronto Four. <laughs> You're gonna read the follow up. <laughs> yeah. The philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer called the moment of clarity following orgasm the devil's laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I like coming to your senses. <laughs> Oh, fucking got him. <laughs> That's a great thread. Um, man. You know what else, you know what else is great? Hmm. The philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Schopenhauer's uh, great, actually. He's got, he has the same name as you, dude. He do. He do yeah. have that. He also... Um, Just a fun factoid right there. He also uh, has been referenced by Zizek, which is my only entree into uh, philosophy. Bless. Yeah, bless up, Zizek. I love you, Slavoj. Don't ever leave same, us. I'm the same deal. I'm only familiar with, like, the names and maybe, like, some concepts from different people, but yeah. I don't know shit about philosophy. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be a philosopher. Um, I thought I wanted to be a philosopher. I thought I wanted to be a DJ. Uh, I thought I wanted to uh, be a game designer. You know, just a whole bunch of, like, shit that's not lucrative at all and is oversaturated. <laughs> And it's all completely unrelated. Yeah, DJ. <laughs> Just combine them all into one fun hobby. Yeah. Uh, I used to, like, when people asked me what I wanted to do in, like, so you're getting a history degree, what do you want to be? And I was like, uh, international DJ, playboy, socialist, philosopher, cultural critic. There we go. Who uh, makes indie games on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Follow that path, my dude. Follow yeah. that path. That's well, a... Uh, that's very unsaturated, that specific field. Let me I tell mean, you. I mean, fuck, I'm in podcasting now, so. There we go. If I can put that on there, you're just like an ice cream sundae at careers. <laughs> Come I, don't on, how much, I don't know how much sense that analogy made, but I went for it. Well, we got that one incredibly quickly. I don't, yeah. I don't really know what, much what else to say about that. Yeah, I think, we, I think we orgasm too quickly on that question. Yeah. And now we're losing <laughs> interest in it. <laughs> nice. You know what? But we did follow through to to put at least like a minute or two on this one. Uh just for the pleasure of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so high five to us, my dude. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. <laughs> All right. Uh on that note, let's cuddle afterward with uh this question. Mm-hmm. My 24M girlfriend, 23F, is obsessed with playing with and cleaning my ears. I kind of hate it, but would probably hurt her if I tell her to stop, or maybe not, question mark. We have been together for six months, and sometimes she wants to clean my ears for no reason, really. Just likes it. She's not at all grossed out by wax and seems to like pulling it out. Whenever she gets the idea of cleaning my ears, she gets super happy and jumps around looking for the tissues, lotion, etc., I admit I find it weird, but I wouldn't tell her about it in a way that is accusatory. I prefer to clean my ears on my own, but I haven't told her to stop. She also plays with my ears sometime, and likes to apply lotion for an ear massage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate the idea of giving her an ear massage, but I definitely not clean her ears. At least not internally. Maybe on the outside. I feel like I only agree to not risk her being hurt by it. 
How do I tell her that I don't really like it without hurting her or making her feel weird for liking it? TLDR, GF likes to clean my ears and I would like her to stop. How do I tell her without hurting her? And I was posted by Educational Earth. Okay. Is your girlfriend familiar with Japanese culture at all? May seem like an unrelated question, but there is <laughs> a uh, there is a concept, or I, I'm not even sure what to call it, um, a practice in Japan called mimikaki, which is uh, like ear cleaning in like a romantic or like affectionate fashion. Like they even have little, they have little special tools and shit. Yeah. Like you give to your partner like a nice uh, eerie cocky kit for uh, for like your anniversary or something. Maybe. Yeah, like some like pearl adorned tools, cleaning implements for their uh, ear holes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in. I'm into this. I fucking love cleaning my ears. Uh, yeah, I'd be oh. a little worried if somebody else was doing it. They'd you know poke me right in the ear hole. Yeah, or just, the uh, eardrum. A just anni- annihilate my fucking eardrum on accident. <laughs> Dude, you know, especially if you know things get things get a little hot and heavy with the ear cleaning. You gotta be you gotta be careful out there. Maybe use protection. Maybe put like a little bumper in the bottom of your ear to protect your eardrum, and then they can you know clean as aggressively as they want without worrying about it. It's true. Yeah, that's not true at all. I don't know who would ever potentially have that problem. <laughs> uh, you just gotta tell you're not that into it. Yeah, and. uh I'm, I'm trying to think of like what's something else you could let her do that's, you know, less unpleasant for you or less likely to perforate your damn drum. <laughs> let her, um, let her express your blackheads. Let her like pop your blackheads. Oh, dude, I see. I love that shit, and yeah. that's always I fucking that's live always for that. Same. That's always a weird, weird thing with uh, with people I date because like I love fucking popping videos and all that. I subscribe yeah. religiously to Doctor Pimple Popper. Love yeah. popping my own zits. So like you know, if uh, my girlfriend's got one like in her ear, for example, uh, maybe saying this from experience, you just you just want to go get it, and yep. you, you know, and yep. I don't know. A lot of people are not fucking into that. No, they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? And you're like, listen, this is this is not sexual for me. So don't have it'll to be, worry it'll about be that. so quick. It'll be so quick. It'll be let me so just, quick. Let me just look just, at just, it. Oh my god, let me just let me just take a look at it. Let me just get in there and fuck it. <laughs> Just squirt. <laughs> it's so satisfying, dude. Shit. Yeah. I will say I reciprocate. If I got a big ass zit, like you're welcome to pop that. As long as it's not, you know, I haven't had my eye on it for a while. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, not not everybody not everybody likes that mutual agreement there. <laughs> yeah. I, I say you let her keep this Mimi cocky going and uh it, just get it into it, man. It's got to, like, it feels fucking good. It does. And I have to imagine, at least, at least to me, and I have to imagine that kind of, it's that it's a little, like, tickling. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you can't tickle yourself? Yeah. Like, the the surprise of the of the motions is probably really good. No, I exactly. I probably really enjoy this. You can't scratch your own back. It's, uh, it's different. Huh. I might have to try this out later on. Yeah. Yeah, get get your get your lady friend to Mimi cocky you. Yeah, no, Chelsea just came over. Uh, I got a great surprise for her later. <laughs> <laughs> Bust out the tools. Let's see what I'm gonna search. Mimi cocky tools. Let's see if we can get some shopping. 
Dude, I might have to get a set of these because I've just been using fucking Q-tips like some sort of heathen. Uh, some sort of see. Philistine animal. The whole kit. Like, it's six ninety five for just the bamboo ear pick, but you can get a set of three <laughs> with all of the all of the metal tools for twenty three eighty nine. Oh my god. A bamboo ear pick? Yeah. Is it like is it just like a toothpick sort of thing? Is it sharp? No. It's uh it's got like a paddle end. Ah, uh, I gotcha. And it's kinda long and uh like the one end of it has like a big puff ball for some reason. Interesting. Like a big puffball that's clearly not, clearly not going to go in your ear. Like too large for that. It's just kind of decorative. Yeah, I had I a know. I had an earwax vacuum. Uh, it's like a little handheld thing with like a little trigger. It had little nozzles, and you could like. Did you get out much of out of there? Like compared to Q-tips, you know what I mean? No, like, Q-tips I feel like much more productive. Q- ah, shit. Yeah, man, because see, the Q-tip, I have to, like, let that, that sucker marinate, like, let the ear mm. marinate for, like, a mm-hmm, month before mm-hmm. I even get anything. That's but true. I got, like, other friends, like, my one dude comes over the one time, and he's like, can I borrow a Q-tip? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, he takes it, swishes it around, and then pulls it out, and there is, like, a fucking, like, pinky nail-sized mm. orb of earwax. Mm, God. I'm like, Jesus, dude, like, when, when was the last time you cleaned this? And he's like, oh, like, last week. Oh, dude, I fucking, I envy you. It is, yeah, I was say, fair. what a lucky guy. That fucking is incredible. Man. Uh, I do get tonsil stones, though, so I got that going for me. Mm, yeah, that's, man, okay. All right, um, this might shock some of my viewers, or some of our listeners, but I pick my nose, and sometimes you get, like, a real good one. It's just oh, like, no. uh, just the relief of, like, pulling this, like, you can, like, feel it coming you know what i mean oh it's so good no it's satisfying it's satisfying yeah i can't fault anybody for that or like um i get ingrown toenails too oh those are good and they're fucking raw and like if they're like poking and hurting and then you're able to just get under there and fucking yeah that's fucking satisfying. I even just like, dude, clipping my toenails for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. And that that's also just like a once a month, you know, sort of thing. I wish I could do it every day. Yeah. Little Maybe perfect. not every day. All right. Now that nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. We're talking about relationships. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine that it's like a huge deal for her. I think it's just like another ear to clean. Like she probably loves cleaning her own ears if she's got a thing for cleaning yours. Yeah, she, she's not gonna. You know, you're not gonna break this girl's heart and end her relationship by telling her to fucking stop Q-tipping your ears all the time. But also, it's not gonna kill you to let her do it. I think. You, well, I, I think you get into it. It could kill him. To be fair, like she fucks up pretty bad. Gets one of those extra long Q-tips. It could just poke straight into his brain, my dude. It's true. And then imagine how satisfying it is to pull your ear or your brain out through your ear. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> be all right with it or, you know, tell, them, tell her it's not your thing. It's going to be fine either way. Totally. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's a show about fucking, what, like, the hooks they'd use in ancient Egypt and pulling your brain out, but it's through your ear this time. <laughs> you hear that? Hey, me... What is it? It's it's a bottle of vape juice. I'm filling my vaporizer right now. Motherfucker, I thought it was going to be a friend uh, friend zone intro. Oh, friend. I was going to hear the friend zone voice. (laughs) Hold on, let me try again.
Do, okay. do you want to do it off of the vape, sh- like the vape shake noise? Is that a way to start it? That Hold doesn't on. make any sense. Friends. What the fuck? I could oh, hear that. that. Are you just doing that with your voice, or do you? I was like slapping. I was like slapping my uh, larynx with my finger. Fucking a, dude. That's impressive. Uh, what's Thanks. the friend zone though? Friend zone is uh, the weekly question on our show that doesn't have to do with a romantic relationship. It has to do with with friend or like a coworker or some shit, and we call it the friend zone. And in this week, uh, friend zone goes like this: My twenty f friend thirty two m likes to make me look likes to look cool by making fun of me. The title is pretty self-explanatory. My f- my male friend M likes to flirt a lot. Did I say twenty F friend? Me twenty F. Okay, I'm gonna just <laughs> fucking take it again. <laughs> my bunch of edits this time. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be a fun one. My twenty F friend thirty two M likes to look cool by making fun of me. The title is pretty self-explanatory. My male friend M likes to flirt a lot. He started an F with B, an FWB, with an old girlfriend of mine, but it simmered out, and she soon moved to a different city. That's when I first noticed that when he finds someone he's interested in, he likes to gang up with them to make fun of me. Examples. He said he doesn't see my love for my brother, and to prove it when I was talking about my family. He also said I was pretending to be a badass and was really shitty at it. In turn, my old girlfriend, 23, F., made fun of me for being jealous, more like upset I was being made fun of, about her relationship with M, and publicly shaming me for making up funny questions to ask it truth or dare. She She turned it around and made it sound like I was bothering her the whole day about it. That did not seem like it from my point of view. Furthermore, she shouldn't have aired that in public anyways. So that's the background. Right now, M is making moves at another girlfriend I have, uh, L, 19. They've had sex a few times, and last weekend we drank some beers at mine. He once again started making fun of me about the way I laugh when I feel uncomfortable and tried to get L to join in. She's a better friend than the old girlfriend, but I'm afraid that once M is again going to make her gang up against me. How do I deal with this situation? TLDR, my friend, M, M, 32M, Likes to prove he's the man to potential love interest by making fun of me. What to do? Disclaimer. I'm very emotional and sensitive. This is my only POW. POW? Power of wizardry. She has to have meant point of view. Maybe. This is only my point of view and may not reflect the full truth. Posted by Posted by Serununos. Serununos, which is um, a, a god from some pantheon because it's a character in the video game Smite. Serununos. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I can speak to this because some people are just so fucking easy to make fun of, and maybe that's you. Um, and that's that's not to say anything bad about you. Uh, it's just some people. And I've I've been this guy. I've I'm pretty easy to make fun of. Um, yeah, you're you fucking doofus. <laughs> you fucking doofus. <laughs> you big goofy bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like it's like a weird, it's a weird like um, 
I almost want to say psychosexual thing where like people just like rip on each other to like prove prove some level of dominance. And then some people uh treat others like this as a sign of affection. Like, oh man, you you wouldn't know that I didn't, you know. Uh uh that's how you know I like you. I make fun of you. Yeah. Some people are like that, which I do not love personally. I do not enjoy that flavor of human. No. I'm going to say oftentimes this can just be an extremely irritating personal characteristic. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it can you know, suck really bad. It it completely depends. You know, as you're saying, there's a difference between like the occasional just kind of lighthearted fucking with somebody, but it's clearly in good fun or uh I don't know. The way she's talking about it makes makes it more sound like it's just one of those people trying to degrade her to like look cooler by comparison. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a difference between those two. All you can do if this is really your friend is tell them that this is upsetting you and talk to them. And if they keep doing it and it's over the top and upsetting you, you know, maybe they're a shitty friend. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, this dude's fucking 32 and is going after your 19 year old girlfriends. Yeah, I think there's the what bigger the fuck issue is here. up with that? Oh yeah. You know how I feel like, uh, you know, age ain't nothing but a number sometimes. Um, But sometimes it can be a big fucking deal and a big fucking red flag out of somebody. Definitely so. And I think that points to coming from a 32-year-old guy towards, you know, 19-year-old girls combined with this shit, like, kind of paints a picture of somebody pretty uh, insecure and maybe a little emotionally immature, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we don't know too much about this situation, but based on what she's saying and based on that age disparity, this dude sounds kind of like a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go that far. Uh, Olivia Prestane says, you should stop calling this asshole your friend. I think there's a lot of that in the comments, too. Yeah. It seems I- like people are picking up on that or picking up on the fact that this dude is fucking creep. Power uh, is over 9,000 says, yeah, this is simple. Stop hanging out with him. Yeah. Oh, God. And down here, too, Jesus, she's talking about him uh, having sex with that girl when she was incredibly drunk. Oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what the fuck? Damn. She's mentioning she gets sketched out and stuff. I'm not going to read through all of this because there's there's quite a lot down there. Uh, But with that information in mind, stop fucking hanging out with this person. I think this guy guy can't eat anyone's ass. He's not allowed to eat ass. No. What? <laughs> I was going to say he can eat my ass, but he's oh. not allowed to eat anyone's ass. Okay. <laughs> he's disbarred from ass eating. <laughs> that, is the, that is the penalty. But yeah, I, I'm with you in maybe a normal circumstance. This could be something that maybe you're just being a little sensitive to, or it could be something in good fun. Uh, but all facts considered here, this guy's a fucking creep. This is yeah. the least of your problems. Get away from this person. Yeah. And keep your friends away from this person. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Tell them that M stands for m- m- help. <laughs> uh, ma- maggot face. Yeah, uh, maggot face. Uh, M stands for Magachud. There we go. It stands for fucking Muriel. Muriel. That didn't make any sense. That's an unpleasant sounding name, though, so I decided to use it as a... Uh, as an insult, but if you're a listener and your name is beautiful, uh, or if you're a listener and your name is, is Muriel, <laughs> then uh, in your particular mess. case, it's a beautiful name. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. 
I'm fucking, I'm on it today. I'm clearly yeah, on it. We're, yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm, uh, I've been on. staring at lines of code all day. Sometimes it just makes my brain break a little bit. Let me tell you how my fucking day went. Um, it was only it was five hours behind the jewelry counter, and like nobody there for like most of the day. I'm just standing around fucking waiting for something to do, right? Ugh. Finally gets time to closing time, and I had just taken my keys and put them up at the front desk. Like I'm turning in the keys to the jewelry cases. Uh-huh. I get back, and the guy who had been circling the counter for a half an hour finally says, "Can I can I get, take a look at something in here?" Oh no! So I had to go back. I had to go get the keys. Then I take him up to the like I had already closed my registers, so I take him up to the counter, and he's arguing with the girl over coupons or whatever. And I felt bad because like I pawned him off on her. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I was like, "Can you take care of this guy? My registers are closed." And then he's all fucking, can I get a coupon with the bear? And can I still get cash? Oops. Beep cash. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was close. That's bad times. That's like fucking assholes who go to a restaurant like right at closing time. And you've just Absolutely. packed everything up. Exactly like, well, like it's that. a fucking 12 top, so you better get everything back out. Kill yourself if you do that. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Well, so that's our explanation for, for me scrambling my words. Uh, and me just generally, I am out of fucks to give. Yeah, me, me too. But you know what I do give a fuck about? It's the uh, it's the old podcast, so let's let's hit this last question, shall we? Okay, here we go. Let's hit it hard. Bring us home, Donna Bless. Woo! Uh, my 29M girlfriend, 31F, said she wouldn't stay with me if I started taking an antidepressant. I'm having a rough time. I haven't been productive at work because I can't focus. I feel like I might even lose this job. I'm anxious every day. I worry about losing my girlfriend. I feel incredibly unattractive, and so on. As a last resort, I'm considering taking medication. I'm against this, but it's worked in the past. My girlfriend is vehemently against it. Is that how you say that? Vehemently, I think. I think it's vehemently. Vehemently. Well, there's another episode of Dive and Can't Speak English. (laughs) Vehemently Back to the question. Too. I like vehemently. <laughs> All right. My girlfriend is vehemently against it, believing I could improve without it. At this point, you should know that the relationship isn't the healthiest. I was unfaithful to her in the beginning with my ex. She chose to stay. I was transparent with my phone in order to rehabilitate, and so was she. I stumbled on a video of her having sex with her ex that he sent her one month into our relationship, which has been incredibly rough. But maybe that's not as bad as her knowing I slept with my ex after we had been together. She swears up and down that she never slept with him during a relationship, and she's the type that fervently adheres to a policy of absolute honesty and moral goodness. Not knowing for certain makes the anxiety worse. In any case, we are working through things. The medicine will help with the anxiety, but she, does, but she said she doesn't support that decision, that she wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone taking an antidepressant. I actually agree I shouldn't resort to a medicine. There are things I haven't tried. But if she loved me and wanted to see me get better, wouldn't she support anything that would help so that the situation doesn't get worse? If I told her I might lose my job, wouldn't that warrant something drastic, seeing as I've been unable to manage it on my own? Maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm not in able... Maybe I'm not able to see clearly in this state of mind. I legitimately don't know how to think or feel about this whole situation. I love this girl, but maybe the relationship is preserving the anxiety. 
and yet it makes me anxious to think of losing her. Help me see, internet, I'm feeling really lost. TLDR, girlfriend doesn't want me to take antidepressants to help with anxiety, says she wouldn't stay with me. I'm wondering if it means she doesn't love me enough. And that was posted by Progress, Paul Atim. Help me see, internet, I'm going to help you hear. You hear that? Those those air horns, for God's Woo! sake? Yeah, I think you got to get the fuck out. Yeah, this is this is an aggressively air hornable situation. Yeah, because you fucked up. You know what I mean? You uh, you fucked up, had sex with your ex while you're dating this girl. Bad on you. She chose to stay. Okay. You're scrolling through the phone. Ex sent her a video of them fucking. I don't know. Out of the blue, I don't know the context on that. Uh, but that's fucked up. You're worrying all the time about losing your girlfriend. I don't feel like she's helping you out at all. I don't think she is. No, and, you know, actively giving you shit for trying to do something that'll help it. Yeah. And I th- I think that's an unfortunately common thing. I feel like I know a lot of people who, maybe not this aggressively, but, like, are very judgmental and, like, negative towards antidepressants. Yeah. And I feel like they get a, you know, they get a bad rap because oftentimes all you hear about them is the person who had the bad experience or you've got some conspiracy theory about how it's, you know, keeping people down or something. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! But, you know, the people who have positive ex- experiences with them, you're not going to hear that story so often. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's not an angry person about antidepressants going to be much more likely to tell you something than your friends who actually had a good experience. Um guess what I'm trying to say, though, is you shouldn't date somebody who is giving you shit about that, especially, you know, if you have talked, I guess he said he talked to her about potentially worrying about losing his job and all this, like, your priority here needs to be healthy and, uh, you know, deal with your anxiety in a way that isn't affecting your life, and if your girlfriend's being an impediment to that, that is a huge red flag, especially on top of all the other shit you're talking about. Heard that. Preach it, sister. Uh, so we just going full air horns on this? Is that yeah? The- I think so. Um, man, you know they say that uh, antidepressants will change you. They're going to make you a different person. No, they're going to remove. Uh, they're going to give you the ability to ignore your brain screaming nonsense at you. <laughs> That's what. Nah, exactly. You know, your your mental disorder is not who you are, right. and uh, you know. A personality characteristic doesn't look like uh, I have a panic attack when I go to the grocery store and talk to strangers. Like, that's not, you know, a part of a personality that you want to preserve. Right. That's fucking active shit that you have to deal with. And, uh, yeah, no, as you're saying, it's it's not going to. It's not going to fucking change you into some brain-dead other person. And if you have bad side effects or something, or it does alter how you're feeling in a way that you don't want, you can try something else, and it'll be... It'll be all right, but yeah. uh, it, it, it's certainly worth it's certainly worth it, especially if your anxiety and depression are at this level. Absolutely, hundred percent with you on that. Um, so, yep, ditch this girl and start munching Paxil. That's my advice to you. <laughs> By the handful, yeah, just fucking munching them like sweet tarts. Do you know that fucking <laughs> the Neko wafer company is going out of business? Good riddance, dude. Fuck you. Necco wafers are the jam. <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. Uh, 
Ah, it's like if fucking Jesus' body was turned into a candy. What are you supposed to make shingles out of on a like on a gingerbread house now? Oh man, my mind went right to like the disease shingles, which I think is a fair association with NECA wafers because they <laughs> fucking <you>. suck. <laughs> Okay, listeners, uh, submit to the uh, anonymous question box uh, your feelings on Necco wafers. I want to read them on the air next week. Please do. Or comment on social media. Give us something. But I think we all know I'm right, so if nobody responds, uh, we'll just Mm-mm. take that as evidence to my, mm. my case. Mm. Yeah. There's the chocolate-flavored ones. Those were really good. It's like, <gasps> a, like a powdery chocolate. It was really good. Sorry. Well... Okay, I really, I, think... I really have no idea where we are on time, but I it, think it's looking good. All right, okay. Uh, we're we're at the end. We can go ahead and say yep. that. Hey, uh... our intro music is the song "Hanging On" by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Fucking nailed it, dude! Each week, Arthur's singing gets a uh, a little bit better. <laughs> and uh, our outro music is the song Stephanie by the band The Hayfellows. You can find it at thehayfellows.com, Instagram.com slash thehayfellows, or on Spotify. Just look up The Hayfellows. Yeah. It's been a great, uh, been a great one. Uh, I think so. And uh, another announcement. We're going to have our first uh, musical guest coming on, I believe, next week. Um, a friend of mine and his band, The Bellowing Pines from Cincinnati, uh, Two of their members will be coming on to talk to us. Uh, also an old friend of mine. He's just a, a good, funny dude. And uh, excited to have him on. And uh, if you're a listener, you know, you, you got a, some sort of band or maybe you, you make short films or fucking uh, maybe you just staple macaroni together and make statues of John McCain. Or whatever <laughs> your artistic pursuit or project may be. Uh, if you're interested, we'd like to have you on, interview you about it a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, maybe have you answer questions with us. So. Or maybe more. Maybe we used to fuck, and that's why we have you. <laughs> there we go. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that. <laughs> Hit us up, social media, or RadioFreeTotepeg at gmail.com, and uh, let us know. Yep. All Can't right, wait. You got anything else? Can't wait for next week. Uh, Patreon's still going. Ten bucks. Dono will put something on his wall. A uh, hundred bucks. I'll put something in my ass. <laughs> there we go alright alright let's take it home uh, my name's Arthur my name's Donovan and it's been Radio Free Tote Bag we've been real happy to have you with us and we can't wait to see you again next week bye alright stop it <laughs>